Anita Sarkeesian came back to remind us that she's still around. I'm Captain Dirk. Yeah, and I'm Stev. And this is Super Egg Bros. You're listening to the Madcast Media Network. Madcastmedia.com No. Okay. Welcome to Spurgeon Rose Report on February 14, It is with it being February 14th. Let's also be in celebration. Okay, of a special day. You know what that day is, Dev? Singles Guy Day? No. It is the one-year anniversary of the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Oh, my God. That was the thing. Yeah. It, it, it came I, up. I completely forgot. Yeah, yeah. You remember, like, uh, a couple years ago when they were like, hey, uh, actually, like, three years ago, they were like, hey, this is a thing that's going to be coming out here. And we're like, oh, oh, it's coming from Paramount. Oh, no. Oh, no. And, and, <laughs> and then we had... The year after, we had 2019, where it revealed what Sonic the Hedgehog looked like, and everybody flipped shit. Uh, you had Young Yaz videos uh, talking about how horrific Sonic the Hedgehog looked in the movies. There were petitions. There were petitions. Eventually, it was quiet, and you saw a sign from the from the makers of this film saying, hey, we're pushing back the date for this. It's going to be out in 2020. It comes out, and it's great. I love it. I love the the, uh, the design of Sonic. I have it on my uh, my iTunes account. 4K, beautiful, beautiful movie. And now we get to wait for Sonic the Hedgehog 2, which will have Tails. I am excited, and I hope that Jason Momoa gets to voice act as Knuckles in this movie. Oh, I do too. Yeah, I, I want I want a meathead. I would have a lot of fun with this. Yeah. Yeah. So um, there's a lot to go through for this episode, though. And um, I've got, I've got receipts, motherfucker. I have receipts. This is gonna be a bit of a doozy of an episode, because um, you know, back back during the the Gamergate days, you know, we had everybody everybody who was um, calling out Anita Sarkeesian for her bullshit. We had this going on ever since what 2012. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and she's still around, and she's still she's still saying things, and I don't like things that she's saying. So we're gonna go over that today. Oh, <laughs> but first, let's go ahead and get into the uh, games of the week. Games of the week. Now we're holding our games of the week ransom here, because. I have to plug. I got to plug. If you go to patreon.com slash arrogant media, you can uh, join the arrogant media military complex. If you want to be an orc war chief and claim that title for yourself, like Olivia has, who is uh, in the stream right now, uh, you can actually join for uh, 25 bucks per month, which is a tip jar, though. Keep that in mind. However, if you join that ranking, then any episode you want to, if you've got something that you want to share, if it's a cause, if it's an artistic thing that you're doing, if it's a special that you're running, whatever it is, if it's a video that you recorded that you want to supply on the stream and on the episodes, give it to us within reason. 
and we'll do it as long as it's not something that's going to be violating Twitch TOS or YouTube TOS, mm -hmm. something that's not going to get us canceled. Yeah. That's really all that we ask for. But both in the Twitter sense and in the actual, you know, show sense. Yeah. And, and bear in mind, though, the Orc Word Chief is not the only ranking you can get from the Patreon. Uh, there is the uh, the Goblin Army. There is the Troll Army. Like there's other other rankings you can have here. And we're oh, going to yeah. be recognizing these people that support us every week. So, again, thank you, Olivia, for joining the Patreon. Uh, we we greatly appreciate this. Uh, we also have uh, Olo in the chat as well, uh, who says, I hate remembering she exists. Yeah. She is in Anita Sarkeesian. Uh, yeah, and I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to remind you of this. So, for Games of the Week, I finally finished Resident Evil 7, and um, it was pretty satisfying. I like the way that they ran things for the story. Um, the only thing that caught me off guard for Resident Evil 7 when I first was learning about it was get your hand chopped off, but then it comes back on after just having it stapled. But Mitchard, who who used to be on this show, mm -hmm. uh, was telling me about how the the goop that you use to heal yourself, that actually might have something to do with what's going on here. And in fact, you know, this is a lot that is uh, under the Umbrella Corporation, and, and they have they specialize in um, bio warfare. So. Yeah. Well, they, they specialize in biochemical stuff. Yeah, is, the, is is a better way of saying that. Yeah. So basically, when it, when it comes down to it, Wesker is able to heal from nearly everything except when you know it's a final boss fight. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, that goop is probably byproduct of something, and uh, you know, let's 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 just say that. Every single time that you think that, oh, I got bit by a zombie, I am going to turn into a zombie, and then they just kind of hit you with the whole, like, green herb. Yeah. I'm like, oh, wait, what do you mean? Yeah, there, we got a cure for it. It's just that we don't want to give it out. Yeah. Oh. And if you're bored at all, look up Chris posting, because it's, it's, it's been a couple years, but it is my favorite fucking meme that has come out in, in the past decade. Uh, it, Chris posting <laughs> makes me makes me happy. And one of my posts got screen capped one day and I was very happy that it got screen capped. <laughs> I am the un uh, make me an uncle. I want to wear the shirt. Make me an uncle. <laughs> Actually, stall for a, stall for a moment here, Steph, because okay. I'm going to pull up uh, something with Chris posting. Yeah. And it's just. I remember when it first started really becoming a thing. I, I got into it pretty hardcore, and I was having my fun with it, and I was, like, ranting and yelling and all that sort of stuff about it, and it was a lot of fun, at least for me. <laughs> Chris posting, it's it's the idea that uh, you've, you've someone needs to fuck uh, Chris Redfield's sister, Claire. Not so that, just like, anyone, though. Not just anyone, though. It, it has to be either Leon or Evan Winters. Yep. Or Ethan Winters. Ethan Winters. Yep. Yep. To continue the Redfield bloodline. Now you might be asking yourself, why doesn't Chris do it himself? Because Hey, there's Jill Valentine. Well, the problem is that Chris only views Jill as a friend. And if, if that's the case, we can't make that happen. Yeah. So yeah. Leon, Leon has to do the work. Sorry. And, Leon. Uh, yeah. I mean, let me, it, 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 it isn't a, all right. We need to continue the Redfield bloodline. Like, 
all right, Jill, mm-hmm. get in my pants. Like, no, none of that. <laughs> he specifically wants Claire <laughs> to have a child <laughs> so that way he can be the unky. Yeah. He yeah. wants to be an uncle. Exactly. Who doesn't want this? Leon, fuck my sister. No way, fag. <laughs> All right, so Steph, what you have for games of the week? Uh, so recently there is a sale, the Chinese New Year sale. It's just basically another way for Steam to say, hey, guys, remember how I want your money? Well, here's another chance to give it to me. Um, and right now there are a good amount of games on Steam that are, uh, that are on sale. I recommend you just go ahead, look them up. I think Space Engineers is up there. I think, uh, golly mighty, what's the other one? The other one that, I re- that I'm really looking into right now. It's another Space sim- uh, Civilization simulator thing. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll probably pick that up later, maybe. But I decided to pick up Super Hot and Super Hot Mind Control Delete. Mm-hmm. And what both of them is, I'm not really interested in the story and stuff like that. I just want to shoot people. Yeah. That's basically all I got it for. You just want to do the puzzles. Like, I... No, uh, yeah. Well, there's, a uh, Like, the story of it all is that there's, like, an organization of, I think, artificial intelligence that is attempting to get more people into the system to play the game and to spread it and all... I, I wasn't really paying attention for all the time. But basically, the premise of the game is that you are a dude. You are a dude and you want to kill the red guys. However, instead of just being your regular old FPS games where you're basically taking cover, like you can heal back up, you just need to wait for the red to go away from your uh, scream and then you all then you start healing. Uh one life in this game. However, if you stand still, time slows to a crawl. When that happens, you are able to still do things, but like at normal speed. So whenever you do something, time speeds up. Whenever you're standing still, time slows down, you're walking, you're turning, you're doing anything like that, time moves at, time is always moving, but it, but you control how it moves. It's a lot of fun. The, there's a replay thing that you can do to show off on, a, uh, on the uh, developer's website, and it's just, it's a hell of a lot of fun if you just want to have this little moment where I just want to feel like a really cool, awesome, like, protagonist. And the game's even in in VR as well. The game is in VR. It has its own separate thing. It's very popular. Uh, both, uh, basically, all three of the uh, super hot games are very popular. They can get a little artsy for my taste. I understand the message that they're trying to con- uh, trying to convey by saying like you're just killing people and you don't know why. It's kind of the point, in my opinion. Uh, I'm sure anyone who has actually heard about the game will know about the two-hour ending, unskippable. Yeah. There are guides on how to get through it. Uh, Most people are just saying, well, when you're done with it, just go off and do something else. Like, go and actually get something to eat, use the bathroom, do something else, and then the game will complete itself. Okay, I guess. Yep. It's whatever. Again, it's it's an artsy thing. I'm not exactly, you know, into it. So, it's whatever. But there is endless modes where you can just keep playing and playing and playing. Uh, Super Hot 1 feels bare bones when you start playing the second Super Hot game. 
because the second super hot game gives you a RNG pool of abilities that you can mess with. So you can start with a gun, you can start with a katana, you can start with four lives, you can start with all all this other stuff. Okay. And it also gives you like core abilities. So you can have more hearts, so you're starting off with three hearts instead of two. Uh, you can do a charge, uh, charge move. Uh, you can start off with a katana, and then you can basically Jedi grab it and uh, make it spin back to you. Uh, there's body swapping, there's teleportation, I think is one of the other ones that I was, that somebody was talking about, but it's just, it's a fun game. It's about 10, 20 bucks. You got the time to go ahead and pick it up. Uh, first game is about only, I think six hours with all the levels and stuff like that. There aren't a lot of levels in the second game, but it's just, if you just want mindless fun, go for it. Good. Good. Okay. And it's uh, and you said it was on sale as well, right? Yeah, it's on sale right now, as far as I know. It could be going off sale here in a bit, but if it does, it's still fairly cheap, even if it's not on sale. Good. Okay. So yeah, go ahead and pick it up if you want it. If you can't stand the artsy stuff, we'll play it for a little bit and then refund it. All right. Yeah. And with that, let's go ahead and get into the gaming news. Gaming news. So for the news for this week, uh, we don't really have any gaming news, but we do have something that uh, actually, you know what? I'll mention it. Uh, Valheim is getting a shitload of sales despite it being early access Mm -hmm. and uh, with it being a survival game. So in in the sort of sense of, of games like what rust or so i i would classify valheim as conan yeah so what what if you've played conan exiles you'll know what i'm talking about there's a dodge system there's a parry system there's different weapons everything that you use has a durability meter that you're gonna have to repair basically you are always preparing to go into the next zone uh you're gonna want a permanent base you're gonna want like little tertiary uh secondary and tertiary basis so that we can go around when you kill enemies and it's just it's a very fun game and the reason why I'm liking it a lot is because I've already learned how to parry in dark souls in this game's parry system I don't have to just so I play keyboard and mouse so parrying in dark souls for me is a little obnoxious <laughs> yeah because I keep forgetting that my right mouse button, when it's just base, doesn't bring up the shield. Well, it brings up the shield, but it's not a parry. You know what I'm you talking just about? Block. Yeah, I'm just using I'm just using the standard block. Yeah. In this game, if you bring up the block perfectly, you will put uh, put an enemy into a stun, and then with that stun, you're going to be doing extra damage. Now it's not going to be basically instant killing someone, but it's going to be just enough to where it's like, I'm two hitting these things now. Yeah. And, and so this is becoming a, a success story right off the bat mm-hmm. with it having 300,000 concurrent players on Steam. Mm-hmm. That's massive. Yes. Uh, I don't think I saw those kind of numbers for Conan Exiles at the very least. No. And so I, I want this game to be good. Right now, it's at this point where I'm like, eh, it's got my intention a bit, but I want to see where it goes first. Mm-hmm. But with the with the sales that it's raking in, 
as long as it doesn't go down the path of arc, then I might have a lot more interest with this game. With with arc, it was like the game is a broken mess. I don't want to buy it because I don't want to buy a buggy mess and have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Now, with this being completely open world and a survival game, you're going to have bugs, you're going to have issues with it, but it's not going to be to the ex- it should not be to a certain extent though. That's really all that I ask for. Um like people were were expressing how they were waiting for all this time for Ark to get fixed and fully released and there's a lot to this, but they they feel very let down by this game. But I, I, I'm having a lot of hope for Valheim. But the main thing we were wanting to talk about for for the news for this week is that uh, after so much, cry, uh, so much of of the demand for a Zack Snyder cut of Justice League, we've been finally having this thing announced, and a second trailer for it just dropped today. Mm-hmm. You went with. To see this in the theaters with uh, Zach, uh, Mitchard, and I, right? Yep. And what did you think of the movie when you first saw it? It was okay. <laughs> it was certainly a movie. It was a movie that I watched, and there were enjoyable moments within that movie. I don't really remember a lot of it, except for maybe the Superman scene. That was about it. Yeah. And the, the movie suffered from... Uh, uh, not just bad decisions, but Zack Snyder had to leave the production of the movie early on, which meant then they had to find someone else to do it. So Joss Whedon stepped in and there was a big confliction between the artistic directions between these two people. And you were able to to view this and it was, it was glaring right at you. You could tell what parts were done by Snyder and what parts were done by Whedon. And, um, it, it it felt like a mess. Yeah, and I think I think we talked about this when it came down to the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi. Yeah, where it it felt like two completely different things were happening. It felt like the Force Awakens. I will give it a seven out of ten. It's a good intro to what what God. What's his name? It was reeling us in. Yeah, it was gonna try and reel us in, and it did. It did an all right job. Like, yeah, I got, I got kind of excited, like saying, like, all right, if this is the way that it's going, okay, this is gonna be interesting. Let's see what the second movie is, because the second movies with Star Wars have a very. So far, we only have a small little pool from what uh, from what we can grab, but the second movie will either be a cinematic masterpiece, The Empire Strikes Back, or it will be a. Oh, God damn it. Sort of movie. Yeah. Which was the Attack of the Clones. Don't get me wrong. I like Attack of the Clones simply because Jangle Fett. Jangle Fett's really cool. There were there were there was a lightsaber fight at the at the back there, and that the good guys didn't win the lightsaber fight. Yeah. So that was like, alright, that I like that. This one. The fucking Last Jedi. What are you doing, son? Yeah, it was a big what are you doing, son. And and that's what happened with Justice League, where so much of it is, is what are you doing, son. Yeah. From all the way down to the uncanny valley of Superman's upper lip. You you remember that, right? I think so. It, so, so Henry Cavill had a contract with another movie, and he had to have a mustache in that movie. And so 
what Warner Brothers did for this one is they CGI'd his mustache off, and so it, it's it, it looks extremely off-putting when you watch him speak in the movie. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, after enough demand and after enough wait, we finally have this movie coming out with the Zack Snyder cut uh, coming out for HBO Max, and it's um, going to be four hours long at least. Yeah. Now then, if it is four hours long, I want it to be good. You hear me? I need this to be good. If I'm going to devote four hours to this fucking movie, I don't want to come out of the movie thinking to myself, I literally just wasted four hours on a movie that did not increase in quality. Because I see there's Darkseid in addition to Steppenwolf. I yeah. see that Superman is actually doing things. I see that, you know, everyone is doing something extra that will add to their character. Yep. And I honestly think that this movie might actually be either a stepping stone or it will be the small little tumble that will start showing people why streaming movies ain't a bad ain't a good idea anymore i think that it's going to boil it down to to one of two things either an improvement on justice league or or us being told you thought you wanted this but you didn't little warcraft classic i i i want this to be good i badly want this to be good and uh, Joker did the thing, by the way. Joker is actually going to be in the Zack Snyder cut. Say the line, Joker. <laughs> he actually says, we live in a society. The meme is in the fucking movie. And it's done by Jared Leto. We live in a society. We live in a society. He actually fucking did it. I, I don't know what to say. He doesn't have the tattoos, though. He doesn't. He does have the what looks to be kind of messy, like red paint going on. He looks like a ghoul, but yeah, and I, I'll still take it over what we got from Suicide Squad. Yeah, I don't know why they made him like a fucking gangster. I yeah. felt I felt like he should have been. I wouldn't call it classier. There should have been less, I guess. But yeah. Uh, well, that's that's neither here nor there for Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad was just a bad movie, so. Yeah, yeah. But it'll be interesting. I don't know if it's going to be a good interesting or a bad interesting, but all I know is that when this comes out and somebody has HBO Max, because there's nothing on HBO Max I want to watch. I literally only have Amazon Prime, so that way I get two-day shipping. For me, it at least has South Park. I guess. Yeah. Maybe the Paramount one will be good. Yeah. All right. With that, let's go ahead and get into the topic of the week. Topic of the week. All right, guys. So um, let's go ahead and, and get into this here. Now, let's go ahead and close this. I found this on on uh, Reddit. Twitter drama featuring Ninja, Anita, and Liana Kay. Anita, as in Anita Sarkeesian, not Sweet Anita. 
even though I, I wish that were the case. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, this chronicles everything that's been going on here. And to start off, from Michelle Morrow, a sampling of the daily harassment I received from Ninja's followers. A couple weeks ago, I pointed out that his stance on not playing with women doubled down in his recent New York Times interview is harmful to us. He tweeted, I don't know shit, but and but I but his followers prove my point. So she uh tweets some screen caps of uh, uh harassment that she got, but um it that part doesn't quite matter. What matters is that this this was caught this caught the attention of Anita Sarkeesian. And uh she says, Thank you for sharing this. It's bullshit. And people who uh, have this much power in the industry need to take responsibility for how their words and actions affect and shape their community. Now, Anita decides to uh, get on a soapbox saying, we need to talk about the relationship between fans and influencers slash streamers. A lot of y'all claim that an influencer has no control over their fans and cannot be held responsible for what their fans do. This is inaccurate. Granted, these are probably the same people who claim that media has no influence on us, so I don't know why I'm bothering, but here goes. Influencers create the culture of a space, whether that's com that's comment sections, social media, Discord, Twitch, etc. They consciously and unconsciously share their values, and fans participate because of those shared values, or they learn to share them. So, for a clear example, in a workplace, an all-white male leadership who are not familiar with the experience of their marginalized employees, nor are they willing to learn, uh, tend to have much higher toxicity and animosity in the workplace. So, we're getting into uh, generalizations from her. Mm -hmm. It's not a surprise that video game companies whose leadership holds toxic values and the games themselves perpetrate sorry perpetuate those values also seem to have the most toxic fans and community this is no different from streamers and influencers studies show that if a streamer uses oppressive language their chat is also likely to use that same oppressive language they have been given permission that this is a community where racist sexist ableist language is okay in ninja's case as one of the biggest streamers of all time, his constant instance, uh, sorry, insistence that he will not stream with women signals his values. He can deny this all he wants, but he is signaling to his audience that women are inferior, not good at games, not worthy of his platform. His audience accepts this and internalizes this by continuing to participate in a space that perpetuates sexist attitudes. The sexism is pollution that everyone in that community is breathing in. No, Ninja is not responsible for every single action of every single fan, but he is responsible for creating an environment that encourages sexist attitudes, especially knowing how prevalent and damaging online harassment is. He and everyone with a significant following do not get to simply throw their hands up and say, well, I didn't directly tell them to harass anyone and therefore I am not responsible. Influencers influence. They shape the attitudes around them for better or worse. So, uh, what do you make of this? I don't think she understands how mob mentality works. Or the fact that there will always be... There's always going to be 
a toxic side to the fandom. Yeah. And the toxicity will always take precedence over the actual, you know, normal sort of fans. So when it comes down to that, XQC fans, good amount of them are pretty fucking toxic because, yes, they're easily influenced by this, but, of course, these are the same people that will go out and, you know, spend weird amounts of money on at Hago t-shirts and wear them out in public. Then there are the fans that just say to themselves, well, who really cares? I'm just in it for the drama and, sh- and shit like that. There will always be two sides to the fandom. The ones that, you know, are fairly normal, then there's the ones that take it way too fucking far. And I don't think she really understands that. Because, again, the influencer may say, uh, I don't really like this person. That's not, that's not a call to war. That's just him stating an opinion. Now, I think he has actually talked about this, and I can't believe I'm going to Ninja's defense on this. Yeah. But he has actually given a good example as to why he doesn't stream with women. He's already married, and he doesn't want to get caught into this whole sort of, like, bullshit that comes down to this, because he's afraid of what's going to... Because he has seen people get falsely accused on uh, social media about, you know, the Me Too movement. If you want to see how bad this can get, just watch Destiny. Watch his videos. Yeah. They get weird. They get real fucking weird in terms of uh, streamer drama. I really do think that uh, the majority of streamers are cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, the political streamers, uh, most importantly. And, and there is there are huge exceptions to this, though. My, my friend Kirk Wilcox, who is a fantastic streamer, knows what he's talking about, tries to make sure he's educated. Mm -hmm. Um, I love his streams, and he never gets into any of this kind of shit. Yeah. But for whatever reason, people like Destiny, Vosh, all these, all these other, like Destiny, Destiny's actually not a bad guy either. He's he's someone I would have a drink with. Yeah. But um, the the poor guy gets wrapped up in so much weird shit that happens just from fans of other people. And it's, it's, again, it comes down to the fans. Yep. It's the fact that every single time that a streamer says something, they're, and I'm going to say this right now, this is an, how do I want to say this? The fans that think they have to come to a streamer's defense are the ones that are always going to be the most toxic. Yeah. Ninja doesn't want to stream with women because he doesn't want to get wrapped up in like, whatever movement they're going to be throwing out throwing out at him because there will be people out there that will detract from him and will cause all sorts of controversy from him and it's just he he can't win no matter what happens. Yeah. Now I don't like Ninja personally because I think he's kind of a shithead. He he's the exact person that I that I think of whenever Fortnite comes into play. Oh yeah, yeah. Those sorts of people that start screaming and crying and all that sort of stuff. It's the same thing with the Call of Duty fanboys. The ones that start screaming and crying on voice chats whenever somebody gets, you know, that one sick headshot on them. Yep. And it's just where I will say this. Depending on the influencer, they'll know what they're saying. Like they'll they'll know if they say something bad about someone, they're the a good amount of their fans will say, uh, yeah, I agree with that, and then they'll go off and do their own thing. 
Yeah. But I don't think that influencers actually understand why they're why people tell them calm it down. Because what you do reflects poorly on me. Calm it down. Now I'm not responsible for what you do, and I'm not gonna offend whatever shitty stuff you're about to pull. So calm it the fuck down. Yep. We're gonna be circling back to that here in a little bit too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, uh coming up next. There's a tweet. There's a tweet that's, uh, you know, quoted, you know, where uh, Anita says he and anyone with a significant uh, following do not get get to simply throw their hands in the air. Um, someone says, I guess this is an apology for the years of harassment I've received from Femme Frequency fans. I accept. Now, please get them to stop. How does Anita take this? She says, I am absolutely floored by this tweet. This person directly fanned the flames of Gamergate's misogyny by playing the cool chick okay with sexism and has profited off of positioning herself as, well, basically not me, a woman in games who tells men that loving sexism is a-okay. Okay. Boy, howdy. Now then, she could have just said... All she had to say was, stop it, stop it, stop it, he's already dead. Yeah. Just say something along those lines, and then immediately just, I don't care about the censorship, I don't care that there's a verified thing, but if he's still getting harassed after all of this fucking time, that entire article, she's a hypocrite. So... Here's the thing, though. There's a reason why I'm talking about this tweet. So you could actually see that uh, Anita tried blocking out who this person is. You can actually make out some of the letters, and you can make out the picture that is being censored as well. Uh-oh. Who could this? Who could be this dial, diabolical person that fanned the flames of Gamergate? And said that sexism was A-OK, none other than Liana Kersner. Oh. Our good friend, Liana K. Good, sweet, wholesome, wonderful friend, Liana K. Liana K, I can't believe that you would uh, be part of such misogyny and her... No, no, this is actually a lie. So this tweet was from her. And uh, Liana, a long time ago, came out with videos uh, that were talking about why Anita Sarkeesian almost led to Liana to stop talking about gaming. And uh, you, you can actually find them from Liana's YouTube channel. And, and in fact, anybody who's watching this show, go check out Liana in the first place because her videos are great. I love watching them. I love watching the conversations that she has. Um, it's, it's been hard for me to disagree with what she says as well. I, I have never seen her say anything sexist whatsoever. We've also had her on the show as well. Yeah. Um, on more than one occasion. Yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've done discussions with her about the Witcher and even the, uh, the last, sorry, no, uh, the rise of Skywalker. Mm -hmm. Uh, and we also did a, a video talking about cuties with her. Yeah. That was a hard discussion. Yeah. 
Cuties. That was a really hard discussion to have. Cutie, cuties was a thing. Yeah. It exists. So what Anita did was was take someone that I admire very much and, and try to toss her under the bus, but also censoring her as well. And so it came to, uh, to me wanting to respond to what I was seeing, and so I, I, I came out with a tweet of my own here. Yay! I, <laughs> I quote tweeted Anita... I said, Anita Sarkeesian is a liar. The person she's screen capping is one of the nicest people I have had the pleasure to talk to and has never been cool with sexism. Anita hides the name because otherwise we would get to listen to the censored person speak out. This is exactly why I... This is why I don't really like it when people censor names on Twitter. Yeah. Because then you get the actual... You get the actual full story and and that's it the yeah. full story both sides what Anita's trying to do is to make sure no one else listens to the other side and only her side and I don't like it when people do that yep yep if uh if I'm speaking out about somebody if if I'm trying to respond to somebody and I want to make it known that I'm responding to somebody I make sure that I show the receipts of what I am responding to I make sure that I I, I give the source of where it's coming from now uh, what I did today is I reached out to Liana and I told her, Hey, I'm going to be talking about this stuff here. Is there anything that you, that you want to have said? Yeah. And she said, one harassment is wrong. No matter who does it, harassing Ninja is wrong. Harassing Anita is wrong. Yeah. So don't again, like we said before. Oh, and don't harassing jump in <laughs> and harassing Gina Carano is wrong. Yeah. Number two. Not all criticism is harassment. People have the right to take issue with and even get upset at continuous statements. Or sorry, contentious statements. Uh, number three, influence is not control. An influencer cannot stop the biggest assholes that allow them doing bad things. Sometimes saying don't harass even backfires. Number four, Sarkeesian's followers include really bad bullies both in the industry and outside it, it's basically known that you criticize you uh, criticize get at your own peril. Um, I've been ostracized. I know people who have lost sponsors over fair criticism of her. So for her, of all people, to blame a personality for the behavior of their fans than to accuse uh, me of uh, delusion when I challenge her on the concept People can make up their own minds about what that is. So, uh, criticize her at her own peril, and uh, yeah, that's really it. I got nothing to lose. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's that's the what worst I told, I'm gonna get? <laughs> what's that's the what worst? I told her. Yeah. What's the What's the worst we're gonna get out of this? Some random guy coming up to me saying, "I don't like you." I don't even fucking know you. There's there's, there's people I'm way more afraid of coming at me than like. Uh, the followers that have seen uh, from from Anita, yeah, I I I fear I fear <laughs> I fear no I man, fear no man, but that thing, <laughs> Conan. What is best in life? Yes, your enemies see him driven before you. Hear the lamentations of the women. <laughs> but again, I'm gonna stress this again, and I know I've said this before. When it gets down to this sort of drama, calm your tits. Whatever you fucking do. Don't jump in because there will always be someone that wants to that will just go in and try and hurt you as hard as humanly possible. Even yeah. if you have no dirt on you, they will make up dirt so that way they can hurt you. 
we don't give a shit what happens. Yeah. For us, when it comes down to us, we get like we'll we'll die on whatever fucking hill that we find. Like I I I don't give a shit. Someone tried to like uh, someone tried to accuse me of sexism at work, and I just said I don't give a shit. You did a bad job. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, so I'm reporting you. Yeah. So I'm just gonna say this. Get all of the facts. If you have nothing to say about this, don't get involved because, again, and I said this before when it comes down to YouTube drama, you will get hurt because of this. We don't give a damn what happens to us, but we just don't want our fans to get attacked because they tried to get involved with something. Don't talk to these people. Just ignore them. Mm Mm-hmm. If you want to block them, go ahead and do that. I don't. I personally don't block anyone that, uh, like, on Facebook or Twitter that have opposing values than me, because it's like, you, you are a person that believes in this. I'm sure that you have other personality traits that probably like just link up with mine. If you want to stand by and see a shit show, we welcome you to do so. Yeah, like, I, I will come sit down, son. Yeah, yeah. Come sit down, daughter. <laughs> Yeah, when Pro Jared had his shit show, but then he had his not just bounce back, but <laughs> a he reckoning. Supl- he suplexed that person. A reckoning came through, and so he didn't need us standing for him yeah. on his YouTube channel. The, the boy bounced back, yeah, and the- and like the, the the reason why I'm even mentioning Liana is, is like I've had conversations with her. Yeah. I've talked to her. Yeah, I mean, she's a cool individual. Yeah, I, she like she's somebody I would I would like let enter my house if if she ever wanted to. That's I mean, it. I mean, you probably have to. I mean, like, if, what if she turns out to be a vampire? Or and something the, like and that? then and then we get to play Warhammer. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you hear that? You hear that in the background? Mm-hmm. Hear that? Yeah, the Sahara Desert is now being emulated within her. <laughs> No, not if she plays the uh, the demons of Slanesh. Only I get to do that. No. Apparently, I am the only person <laughs> in my entire friends group, uh, my entire friends group that plays Hedon Knights of Slanesh outside of another guy that plays at the game store. Yeah, but he doesn't play him anymore because they finally updated his Space Wolves, but they unfortunately broke him. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, ah, shit! I feel so bad for him. I want to say his name because I, I I didn't ask him if he wanted to put, put his name on there, but I mean. From hell's heart, I stab at thee. If he ever listens to this show, he'll understand who, who yeah. I'm talking about. Well, and and I've gotten involved with um, things related to to Maddox because Maddox is a friend. Yeah, like, like we know him. He's my boss. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's not our boss. He doesn't even tell us what to do. I it's am just... going to say he is my boss until I fucking okay. die. Okay. But like the the dude has fucking been there for me. I mean, he's he like back in 2018. During a period where it just felt like everything was crumbling down uh, for me, like the dude was there, yeah, and, and I didn't even ask him to be, you know. So yeah, if if something was was going on for him and he was getting some harassment, like yeah, I'd say something. I'd blow I up have. the city for him. <laughs> <laughs> in Fallout Three. In Fallout Three. Uh, in real life, that's gonna be really hard. All I got are maybe some firecrackers that I made. Yeah, they're not very good. I filled them up with yeast. Now, I have a special treat for you. Oh, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Related to Anita, a spicy tweet. Hit me with it. Men really need to learn when to just stop talking. Just stop. It's so easy. 
No. <laughs> I don't want to. Um, I posted a tweet about how men need to learn when to stop talking so that made you think it was a, so what made you think it was a good idea to come into my mentions with your well actually bullshit and please for fuck's sake don't actually answer that. Well, you don't want to listen to criticism, that's all it is. The queen has spoken and you peasant will shut up. Yeah, I make more money than you. I'm in a separate tax bracket than you. Don't even talk I, to me. I Here's work, this Glock, kill yourself. I work with Jonathan fucking Macintosh. <laughs> The inventor of the Macintosh. I have been white knighted by Tim fucking Schaefer. <laughs> Don't even speak to me, you fucking whelp degenerate. <laughs> Who gave you the conch? <laughs> I sure as hell didn't. Who gave you the conch? <laughs> Tim Schaefer stands by her throne with with the emblem of the psychonauts on his his knight armor. <laughs> What do you need, my queen? Mm, more man blood for goblet. <laughs> on one, on one hand is a spear; the other hand is his sock puppet. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, again, this just kind of shows off. This doesn't show off like any sort of misogynistic stuff. This doesn't show off any sort of sexism bullshit. This just shows that she doesn't like hearing criticisms. And it, it, it shows hardcore that when people start telling her, like, why does everyone forget about every other female video game protagonist? Horizon Zero Dawn was a really good game, I'm just saying. And it has a board game. Yeah. And, it's, and it's on PC. Yeah. I need you to understand that that game gets my rocks hard. Does it? Really? It's so fucking good. It is so fucking good, dude. All right. I like hunting robot dinosaurs. Yeah, that that part is fun. I've got it on my PS5. I, I get it. It's Oh, God, and since it's on a PS5, it's not going to fucking frame stutter on you every five seconds. Oh, like that's right. God, I'm I just wanted the PS5 so bad now, now that I started thinking about it. PC since it's bros, backward compatible. PC bros, I'm amongst you as well, and I'm so sorry that's what happened. It's just... There are so many examples of powerful video game protagonists out there, and she just completely forgets about them, so that way she can spread... She, she can just spread all of these lies about there's no such thing as a strong video game protagonist. No, there are multiple versions of it, even before Horizon Zero Dawn. But we just forget about... We, we, we don't forget about it, it's just that we are forced to forget about it because that falls within her own worldviews. And yeah. I hate it. Okay? This is just... It's bad. If anything, it throws back the whole women in video games thing. Especially when it comes down to esports, and I've talked about it before. You want... You want people to... You want women to be in video game competitions? Well, then make sure that they know how to play the video game. There are good esports video gamers out there female video gamers but it's the it's the fact that they're playing competitively they will pass up they will pass up a man if it turns out that the woman is a hell of a lot better absolutely yeah but here's the thing don't make a team consisting of only gold gold players 
trying to go up against challenger level players in League of Legends, Team Siren. I'm I'm gonna ride that till I fucking die. Yeah. And until I am given evidence otherwise, I'm gonna ride that shit till I die. Merit talks. Good writing talks. Good gameplay talks. Putting a woman in the protagonist in, in, in a protagonist role just because you want to put one in there doesn't talk. I should be able like like the best way I can say it, Shepard from Mass Effect. Well written character, doesn't matter which way you're going, with the uh doesn't matter whether or not it's a male or a female. Shepard is a well-written character. If you can make it to where you can just change out the genders willy-nilly and the character still makes sense, yeah, more you're right. power fucking to you. You have created a character that I will want to die with. That I will want to die for. Just make something like that. Jaina Proudmore. A, li- a literal redemption arc and she is now one of the most beloved characters in World of Warcraft. Yeah. Tyrande Whisperwind, you're, it hurts to see her devolve from this caring, kind-hearted woman into this just savage animal that only wants revenge. And you know that she's not that she's not going to get it in the way that she wants. And it's going to bring her down even further. Sylvanas, step on me, mummy. Sylvanas is getting a redemption arc, apparently. Yeah. And it... it I, I want her burning more trees, though. No, she. We only have the one. Yeah, the other one you can't really get to no more, because that one also burnt down. Yeah, it, it doesn't really do anything in there. But but we're we're talking about someone who uh, made the argument that y- that you could not see Batman's butt in the Batman games. He has a cape. Yeah, it, like how do capes work? I mean, if you want good butt, Nightwing Buck. We tried as hard as we could to get Batman to show his butt, but his cape was in the way the whole time. So we just didn't animate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. However, the Nightwing buck, we uh, Nightwing butt, we spent about forty-eight hours on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, within the course of two days. Yeah. Uh, this is someone who lied about the scoring system in Hitman. Um, I don't even have to to like get into detail about it. You could just look it up. Mm-hmm. It's right there. She fucking lied. There's a lot of things that she lied about, and she should not be taken seriously. She she is only doing this to gain clout. The exact moment that you yeah. begin to realize this, the exact moment her arguments start falling apart. Yeah. The exact moment that she picks up a video game and tries to say that, well, actually, sort of bullshit, bef- like she's saying right now, you just, you won't understand it. You'll, you'll look at her with a quizzical look on your face and just say, are you sure we played the same game? Because that's not what I picked up from it. Yeah. Just remember this. If you want a good, strong female protagonist, write a good, strong character. If you can flip-flop the genders and still have a strong character, then you have struck fucking gold, my friend, and you can put, you can put that character as whatever you want. That's a perfect goal. Yeah, I love that goal. If you create a character that I will cry if they die, Arthur, then you've struck gold. Write better characters. If anything, if she would have been saying that we just need more well-written female protagonists, I would have agreed with her. Yeah. Because here's the thing. It's hard to write for a protagonist. I understand that. 
You want to make it to where people will empath uh, em em emphasize? empathize. Yeah, empathize with the character. It's very hard to do that. So let's instead switch from put more put more girl in video game to let's put well-written characters into video games. That's all we need to do. You give me a well-written character, I'm with you. Yep. All right then. Let's uh let's go ahead and conclude this episode. Guys, thank you very much for listening and if you like what we do, share the show. Uh, we've got this on YouTube. We've got uh, on all the different uh, podcasting platforms that are out there, even including iHeartRadio and, and Spotify. Um, the Patreon.com slash Media. Feel free to join us there. And we've also got our Discord channel. Uh, lots of ways to be able to uh, share, support, and get people listening into the show because the more people that are listening and watching, the more that allows us to do. And uh, with that... Now, speaking of of strong female characters, I one that comes to mind is Lara Croft. Yeah, and Lara is is a tough cookie here. Actually, mm -hmm. she is so tough that in the newer in the newer games and in the in the movie that came out in twenty eighteen, it's <sighs> she's almost like a rag doll, and it's almost as if she can't no, take no. fall damage. <laughs> I, okay. I did it. I knew you were setting it up. I, I did it. it <laughs> and I was getting so upset. I'm like, no. Fuck. The exact moment you started saying ragdoll. Son of a bitch. So Dude, I. Oh, man. Uh, Laura, like, she should be dead in the first 10 minutes of the first Tomb Raider game. From 2013. Like, of the reboot I'm talking about, though. Yeah. Like, she should be dead in the first 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh, she's not. <laughs> yeah. Like, she, like her, her body just goes through all this, this, this abuse from nature. And she's like, ah, I can still shoot gun. I have bow and arrow. All right. Thank you, guys. We'll see you again next week. <laughs>